It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, everybody, for another preseason report presented by Byers Auto. We are here for the two-hour-long special on Washington and Oregon joining the pack, the Big Ten. No, we're not doing that at all. We're going to talk running backs. Oh, that's the 40-year vet, Tim That's what I'm prepared for. That's the 40-year vet, Tim That's Andy Backstrom. I'm not talking about realignment in this show because we have football in like 25 days, and we can worry about that in 2024. We can touch on it, though, can't we? No. This is a running back show. This is the preseason report. The Buckeyes play football in less than 30 days, and the people care about that. We'll talk about Oregon and Washington were blue in the face before the 2024 season. This is running back show. Tim, biggest takeaways from the Ohio State running backs on Saturday afternoon here at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. After we heard from all of them except Trip Tranum, we also heard from Tony Alford. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was in the wake of the news of uh, Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten, life went on per usual uh, at the Ohio State University, and it's uh, – in its preseason preparations. You know, they haven't played real football yet. They sort of have, but they're getting down to it. But you've heard me say this, and I'm gonna keep saying it, the deepest wide receiver room in the country, the deepest running back room in the country, I don't think there's any doubt. I'm talking about of quality from top to bottom of guys who could play. And then you add into that, Evan Pryor coming back from that knee injury suffered almost exactly a year ago, which took him out of the rotation, uh, you know, as, as I asked Tony Alford mistakenly, and I didn't do it mistakenly, I knew what he was going to say anyway, but uh, uh, do you owe each of these guys an opportunity? And, you know, oh, you know, he kept repeating the word oh. And, of course, you know, coaches believe you get what your works deserve. And uh, But the competition in that room for playing time, and we all know that the favored son going into this competition because of a lot of reasons is Travion Henderson, but right there with him ought to be Mayan Williams. So it's really three guys they're gonna be battling to try to get into that rotation uh, when this season starts. But the fact that Travion Henderson is back is 100% off of that foot surgery, uh, that Evan Pryor is back 100% off of that knee surgery. Mayan Williams seems to have gotten, uh, gotten well from the problems that were bugging him at the end of the year last year. Physically, he kind of got beat up uh, on occasion. And it's Chip Trainum sitting there. And then Dallin Aiden, we touched on him the other day, getting to watch that opening day of camp. He looks bigger, faster, and stronger than he did a year ago. Uh, it's an interesting moment in the running back room in Ohio State. Yeah, Dallin Hayden talked about that. He's definitely is bigger. He feels bigger when he's carrying the ball. And he said that that's really helping him right now, even in the early days of training camp. But with all the depth, it's still, it feels like Trayvon Henderson's room right now. Yep. He's, he's going to be running back one. And I know Mayan Williams will compliment him. Those two guys have led the team in rushing the last two seasons. But Trayvon Henderson is back healthy. He was cleared after spring ball. He feels great now. He says his change of direction is back. And really after a hard season on and off the field, he is energized and positive. And I think we can all feel that when he speaks to the media now. And really it feels like, you know, he talked about finding his faith this off season. He talked about finding just more purpose and trying to be a better person off the field too. So he really surprised, I think everyone today, just with the positivity that he had. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what a year can do, what an off season of rehab can do and what a healthy Travion Henderson can do for this offense. We saw it his freshman year when he's carrying the ball 27 times for I think 165 yards and, and a touchdown against Penn State, and kind of willing Ohio State to a win there in the horseshoe. I mean. 
that's who Travion Henderson is. He's also the guy who had, I think, 270 yards rushing against Tulsa, um, a bad defense nonetheless, but but he did that, and that's a lot to, to do as a true freshman. Like On a passing I, team. I think people forget how good he was because of what they saw from him last year. Like, And you can argue a lot of running backs around the country, especially in the Big Ten, Braylon Allen, Blake Corum, uh, Roman Hemby at Maryland, Nicholas Singleton at at Penn State, but like all of those guys were not as good as Travion Henderson was in 2021. And people have forgotten that because of 2022. This guy, he might remind some people um, what they what they've forgotten. I, I think his challenge I think he's is got staying it. on the field. His challenge is clearly going to be staying on the field. And like he talked about, he's got his cutback. But what that what that tells me translated, he's got his wiggle back. That was the word I first used when I first watched him run here as a freshman in, in, in practice out here. That little wiggle that sets him apart is is crazy. And uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but th- that's what stands out is if he's going, if his choo-choo is running down the track, you know, uh, how many more trains are you going to put on that track? You know, that's the interesting, uh, I think, uh, uh, juggling thing that uh, Tony Offer's going to have to do. But like we, like we talked about many times, they ran out of trains to put on the track last year at yeah. the end of the year. Everybody kept getting hurt. But I agree with you, uh, Spence. He is as special as there is of a running back in the country. Just haven't you just need a full season of uh, of a of a specimen to go to go with that. Yeah, and it's interesting because you talk about how many guys they're gonna have to be able to put, I guess, on that track, if we're gonna stay on your metaphor. They didn't have those guys last year. Tony Alford is well aware of that. That's why he even brought up the word. And usually it's us kind of forming the narrative and letting the coaches give us, feed us quotes to play into that narrative. I'm not naive to that. He used the phrase pitch count for this preseason. He used the term, you know, seeing how many reps these guys are getting in the preseason because he saw what happened last year. They ran out of bodies. Chip Trainum had to come over for linebacker, didn't train at running back at Ohio State, and then was carrying the ball in a two versus three, undefeated versus undefeated Big Ten East deciding edition of the game. So did Xavier Johnson. That's not supposed to happen. And so I think it was very interesting that Tony Alford brought up the word pitch count. He's well aware that these guys all have proven enough where they don't need to have 40 reps out there in the in a preseason camp on August 5th, when instead you can get them those reps that they need, you know, however many reps they need in these games leading up to Notre Dame. And in some of these games, uh, I think that the pitch count is something to really keep track of with Ohio State in the running back position this year, because you would much rather have Travion Henderson for 25 carries against Michigan than you would have Travion Henderson for 25 carries against Youngstown State. Yeah, well, their numbers can still look great because, you know, Mike Williams is averaging like over six yards per carry yeah. the last several seasons. And you're going to need all these guys. And I think one thing also to mention is that Ryan Day mentioned, you know, with a first year starting quarterback, you're going to run the ball more. And that's something they kind of got away with at the beginning with C.J. Stroud. And they were throwing so often. I mean, the Oregon game is one he mentioned. Yes, C.J. Stroud threw for over 400 yards in that game, but they probably would have helped out if they had ran the ball a little bit more in that game. Played better defense, too, of course. But I think we'll see that concerted effort to run the ball, whether it's Devin Brown or Kyle McCord starting a quarterback, just to help ease them into the offense. Absolutely. And then uh, go back to the wiggle thing you mentioned, Tim. Another guy that, that kind of wiggles on the field is Evan Pryor. And uh, you've been talking about him. We got to talk to him today. What was your takeaway from that he's fired up. Uh, he's put put the pass behind him. I, I brought up to him. I'm writing a little story about it too. I brought up to him the, I think it was the day of the surgery. He had surgery. Uh, I remember seeing him come into this building right here and walk all the way to the far wall down there. 
and then leaned against the far wall and his buddy Travion Henderson was there. But you could see the melancholy just in the way he carried himself. Of he, Number one, he was looking so damn good in preseason camp. Uh, and uh, But then past that, uh, he knew the long path he had to go to get back to that moment. You know, he tore his patellar tendon in what his left leg, left knee. And uh, so all those thoughts are going through a young man's mind and also what has to be going through their mind. And it's kind of interesting that we're sitting here talking about, in my opinion, five quality backs, some maybe not quite as good as the others, at least not yet, but they're all still here. Yeah. They were all here last year and they're all still here this year. That's remarkable in the transfer portal era. And, uh, but yeah, Evan is, seems like he's fired up and ready to go and uh, he's got to prove himself again. But it was interesting because uh, Tony Alford uh, was talking about it and he, he ran him on a wheel route uh, to the right side yesterday in practice. The same, it occurred to him uh, and Evan almost at the same time that that's the same play he got hurt on. They tore his knee up on this time a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. And boy, how far things have come in that regard. He felt good getting up, you know, from this. It was, Tim, I think it was even when you were still talking to Tony Alford before you got over to Evan Pryor, a little peel behind, peel back the curtain here. Evan, I asked Evan about how he knew. Well, first of all, when he was a freshman, he told us he was a home run hitter. That is a bold statement to make as a true freshman who's, fast, who's never been on the field before. This was even before spring practice. And he said, yeah, I'm a home run hitter. And I was like, oh, we'll see about that. Uh, he proved me. He proved it to be true in the spring game this exactly. freshman year. But then I said, how do you know that you're back to being a home run hitter when you don't have pads on yet? And he said, I'm not going to lie to you. That first practice on Thursday, I was scared out of my pants, yeah. is what he said. Yeah. He said, but then the second practice I went out there on Friday, he said, I just felt better. He said, I started to trust my knee a little more. That trust thing is not something that you want to mess with. You have to be able to trust your legs. When you get hurt, you have to be able to trust that yeah. you're not going to get hurt again. And I think that's the biggest thing for Evan Pryor is, it's one thing to just tell people that, they trust that you you got your trust back in yourself but to be able to feel that and then know that you can do it again that i think was the big hang up i had on crowning evan Pry i'm not saying you're crowning yeah. him but that's one I'm of the hangups I, that's I'm just saying he is a weapon but and hold on that's yeah. one of the hang-ups i had on allowing you to sing the praises but if he does in fact trust that leg the way he says that he does yeah. and we get into september I do think he can be a part just, of a big yeah, part of this. And the reason I kept singing his praise only because I saw him in the spring game last year. I saw him barely in preseason camp last year. You saw they had stuff planned for him. They were going to utilize what he brought special to the program. And one of those things basically is speed, man. If he gets a foot on you, he's gone. And uh, and and but like you're just talking about, you just, sometimes you wish you could be in players' heads of 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 feeling when they feel that they just pressed the gas and they didn't even know they pressed it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They just tested that knee, that ankle, that foot for Travion Henderson and didn't even realize it. And mm -hmm. boom, they came out the other end and now all of a sudden it's a total different ball game for a guy coming back from injury. Joey Galloway came back from knee injury and was faster after he came back than he was before. I mean, they all know the success stories that can come along after an injury, but you still got to prove it to yourself. And then there's Mayan Williams yep. who, to Mayan's credit, doesn't need to say a lot, but Mayan doesn't have much to say. And that's okay uh, because he lets his play do the talking. Perfectly fine. Mayan is an interesting guy to talk to, but he's also an interesting piece of this offense because you could make an argument that Travion Henderson and, 
Evan Pryor and Dallin Hayden are the speed. And you can make an argument that Chip Traynham is the power. Trayvon has a little bit of both. I think he is underrated in, his, in how much power he has. Mayan Williams is not underrated in how much power he has. He just has it. I think that's one thing that this offense could use a little bit of this year is a little bit of power. I think Mayan brings that to this offense. Um, and, you know, that's run, just something run through arm tackles, which you're talking about. Chip Traynham has that, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we saw Mayan Williams score on a play near the goal line in the college football playoff this past year. Yeah. In Georgia. Well, have you ever seen him a happy? I was just thinking about that very thing. Have you ever seen a happier guy than him getting up from that touchdown? Yeah. Well, it's a shame because he didn't really get to play much right. more after that point. Right. And it's interesting looking back at that game because Dallin Hayden got his first career start, but Mayan Williams scores. And, you know, you're, you're missing Trayvon Henderson, of course, for that game. And it's just really, really interesting look back at the running back room at the end of last season who was playing when it's a bunch of moving pieces but Mayan Williams his message today was basically I'm back and I want to help this team win a national title and it was never about you know how many carries am I going to get how many carries is Trayvon get down the line of guys he's there for one mission and that's to win a national title when a team gets that close which is what they did last year of course it's it's like putting a big t-bone steak up in front of everybody in front of the tiger Exactly. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what that does for you. But I wanted, that's what I wanted to bring up with you guys. I'm gu- I gush occasionally about this running backs room because I see the potential there and the talent on hand. But, you know, am I going over the top when you consider none of them have had a complete season? Well, and, are you, you know, is it saying too much about a group until you see them finish, so to speak? I mean, Mitch Rossi's in the backfield. Xavier Johnson's in the backfield on that last drive against uh, against Georgia, or that last the fourth quarter against Georgia. Uh, you know what I mean? Is it am I am I gushing too much about these guys? I don't think I am from a potential standpoint, but you still got to prove it, right? I mean, Travion Henderson played a season as a freshman, yeah, he bar- barely missed time. These running he backs, he got banged up some in that year. Here's the bottom line. They're going to get banged. I don't up care who that. you are. Blake Corum probably would have won the Heisman Trophy had he stayed healthy last year. Running backs do not stay healthy. Right. They simply don't. And so to say we haven't seen a full season from these guys, are we ever going to see a full season from a running back? I'm just when talking about got, the room. But, yeah, I mean, this room has something that we didn't even talk about with any of them today. This room has listened to everyone, and I mean everyone, give flowers to Penn State, to Michigan, to Wisconsin's running backs. All while Ohio State has five returning guys who are all coming off of some sort of little ailments or big ailments. what they think is disrespect. I think, you know, Dallin kind of proved a lot of people wrong in that Maryland game. All of them have something to prove. And that is what we didn't talk to them about. And I think that's what makes me the most excited about this room is the fact that all of them not only are going to, um, not literally, but figuratively fist fight for carries, but they're also, I think they would fist fight people who doubt them because this room has a lot to prove this year, Andy. It's it's crazy. Well, and maybe through the passing game too, because that was a big part of Ohio State's offense for a while was using the running backs in the passing game. We didn't really see that last year. And I think part of that is, well, missing some guys, but even Travion not being fully healthy. And right. we could see what he does out of the backfield catching the ball. So I'm excited to see how much they use the running backs in the passing game. Because if you're trying to split carries, that's another way to get them involved. You, it's through the air. You remember that throwaway story I wrote? Well, not throwaway. None, none of my stories are throwaways, right? They're all but, Pulitzer but, winners. But, but, but just just musing, hey, why don't they run the wishbone a little bit? You know what I mean? And put three of those guys back there. Now, you know, I'm musing to a certain extent, but there are all kinds of possibilities 
from a scheme standpoint that are available to this coaching staff because of the depth of that running back room and that uh, wide receiver room, and to a certain extent, the tight end room. I mean, uh, they can go a lot of different directions if they want to. Just because you put three guys in the backfield doesn't mean you're running a wishbone necessarily. Yeah. But uh, there are all kinds of ways they can go when you have this kind of proven talent on hand. And yeah, I'm, I'm counting Evan Pryor into the sort of the proven box because I saw what he did in that spring game. Yeah, it was a spring game. You saw the potential there. The Curtis Samuel talk about him I thought was legitimate about being much a similar kind of back that you can put in a slot and you can outrun a linebacker uh, that you can put in the backfield and give him a toss to the edge. But also you can, if you watch his high school video, you can run him off tackle. And if he sees a seam, he goes for it. So all of these guys have something uh, special to bring and it'll be interesting to see how they do utilize them. Interesting is a good word to use for this running back room, Tim. A lot has changed since that Curtis Samuel role, but more things change, the more they stay the same. And if Ohio State has talent to do all of those things, I think we'll have to do all of those things. We will see in less than 30 days. I don't know the exact number of days because it's hard to keep track with all of this realignment garbage I have to hear when I'm trying to preview football season and all the chatter that comes with college football. I just want to let's, let's play some football, man. I mean, we're in a month that has college football. And that is exciting enough to me for me. As we stand here four weeks from today, just to catch you oh, up, September 2nd. I can't wait. At Indiana, Hoosierville. We'll see you in Bloomington on Who's September 2nd. We'll see you in Bloomington on September 2nd uh, for Ohio State, Indiana. For now, you will see us back here on Tuesday in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for another preseason report presented by the fine folks at Byers Auto. If you need an auto, go to Byers Auto. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. I am Simply Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching the latest preseason report presented by Byers Auto, and we will see you back in this very building on Tuesday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.